you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. Today's podcast comes from a couple of articles that I saw this week when I was going through some of my newsletters that I get and some online looking around. And I found this particular subject kind of interesting. What these articles explained is what the difference is between a sign and a symptom in medicine. I, like most people, have always assumed that they mean the same thing. Well, it turns out that in the medical field, they are different and they have different meanings. So who knew? Well, now we do. The simplest definitions are that a symptom is experienced by a person, but not easily identified by another person about that first person. So something like a headache or maybe a stomach ache. You look at a person and you don't necessarily know that they're having a headache or a stomach ache, but they are, and they are definitely experiencing it. So a sign, on the other hand, is objective evidence of a disease or a problem. Something like a skin rash or a cough that can be seen or heard by the individual and by other people. A sign may also be something that is measurable, like high blood pressure. Symptoms, on the other hand, can be more vague and suggestive. For instance, a feeling of fatigue, which can have many possible underlying causes. Physicians look at symptoms to see if together they may be a sign of a specific disease. Reading signs have become more dependent on the doctor as technology and medicine have progressed, particularly over the last few decades. Examples of some of the devices that are now used by doctors to identify signs, x-ray imaging to show, for instance, if you have any bone damage, spirometer, which measures lung function, stethoscopes, which we've all seen and, and been on the, on the cold side of, allows a doctor to listen to heart and lung sounds, a sphy, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, a sphygmomanometer, I don't know, wraps around the arm and measures the blood pressure. So I guess that's the blood pressure cuff that they put on your arm. Ophthalmos, op, op, I don't know why I picked these. Ophthalmoscope allows an eye specialist to look at the inside of the eye to see if there are any issues there. Historically, if you go back far enough, there was no difference between the definitions of sign and symptom. And it's only been in the 20th century that they developed separate meanings as doctors develop more ways to, quote, see and or measure signs themselves rather than having to rely only on patients' descriptions of their own symptoms. And as usually happens, as language develops, there are now three, <clears throat> excuse me, descriptive types of symptoms. 
One is called relapsing symptoms. And these are things that have occurred in the past, gotten better, and then returned. Chronic symptoms, which are long-lasting and or reoccurring symptoms. And remitting symptoms, which are ones that improve or resolve completely. I never would have thought that that's what remitting were. An example of the relationship between symptoms and signs is that doctors will look at and evaluate symptoms to see if they are a sign of a specific disease. Then they will see if it is measurable. So high blood pressure, for example, which can be measured and can be indicative of a few different medical issues. A doctor or other medical professional will ask questions about the patient's symptoms and probably take a family history to see if it fits a specific disease profile like heart disease, stress, or even a side effect of a medication that the patient may already be taking. There are also some diseases that are asymptomatic, which is when a person has no symptoms and doesn't know that any damage is happening in their body. Some of the best known and most damaging of these are cardiovascular disease, better known as heart disease, cancer, and some kinds of infections. Heart disease can do a lot of damage before there are any symptoms reported by the patient. Some patients with early stages of breast and prostate cancer don't have any symptoms to report until the diseases have progressed further. Examples of asymptomatic infections that can go on to cause serious disease and are also transmittable to others are, for instance, HIV and, of course, COVID-19. The bottom line on all of these examples is that we need to be much more aware of our own body's reactions and or symptoms. Tiring out faster after doing some activity or not sleeping as well or other changes in your body can be an early sign of a physical issue that you, I, we should have looked at by a doctor. These are all reasons why we should go in for annual physicals after, especially after the age of 50. And don't worry if you don't remember the difference between a sign and a symptom as your doctor will know. That's it for this part of the podcast. Now I want to tell you about my new, relatively new, I already started it, intuitive coaching practice. I did start at the beginning of this year. I work with professional women who want to reclaim themselves in their own lives, but who struggle with overwhelm and exhaustion trying to fix everyone else's lives. And I teach women how to create healthy boundaries and rediscover their unique connection to themselves so they can put themselves first, support their family and or others, and enjoying doing all of this to the best of their abilities. For those of you who have known me for a long time, you'll recognize that description as the person I was five or six years ago. I went on to create a much happier and more fulfilling life, and I realized that I wanted to center my coaching on helping other women to do the same. So if you're interested in learning more, or if you know someone else who might be interested, please have them contact me at either susan at healthytipsafter50.com or at susan at susanrosen.com. And I can set up non-cost, i.e. free, session with someone to find out what it is that they're looking for and whether working with me would be a good fit. 
for them or for me. As I say, spread the word. I am really looking forward to working with people, women, and helping them to get to the other side of all of this overwhelm like I did. So let me finish this podcast by saying my usual, which is that I am not a doctor and none of this should be seen or taken as medical advice. If you are having any sort of symptoms, then please go and talk to either your current doctor or another medical professional and get it taken care of. I will look forward to talking to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.